Welcome to Clearing the Queue with Alex and Matt. Here's how it works. Each episode starts with a friend of ours signing into their Netflix account. Together, we scroll through their queue. Ultimately, we find a movie that's been on there a little too long, and we watch it together. The best part is that every queue is unique, so it tells a story about the person. Here's a question. Are we going to record ourselves talking about the movie during the movie? No, 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 no. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, Clearing the Queue. A Netflix podcast. <laughs> so we're about to boldly go and do something that no one in their right mind has done before which is That's go to 7-eleven to buy to buy a movie we're standing right outside uh a random local 7-eleven my local 7-eleven yeah um, i've been here once on halloween when i realized we didn't have any candy i was here once to buy some gatorade uh-huh guess how many trick-or-treaters we got 13 zero I had to eat all the candy that's how those trivia questions always go you always like it's always either a zero or one or yeah, something. Exactly. something super low yeah yeah red box this ain't but no. um, we've got a budget. Yeah. And we are probably going to be paying above, no, undoubtedly paying above market price for outdated media. Yes. <laughs> but we know all this going in. Any movie that they have on DVD in here, we could go on Amazon or eBay and probably get for 99 cents. Yes. Yeah. But we're not going to do that. Yeah. We don't, we don't care about that kind of time. We don't, have, we don't care about special features. No. In fact, we're anti special features. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason. I thought like I wanted to do this was because I was at a 7-Eleven in my hometown in my neighborhood yeah. and I turned to my left and I saw just the most outdated selection of movies and some of them didn't have sleeves it's like some of them didn't even have <laughs> cases they were just in a sleeve like bootleg style bootleg style and I just it is such an insignificant part of the filler that is that is the stocking of the shelves at 7-Eleven <laughs> yeah. I just we I need I wanted to tie it in with the podcast moment because I had yeah. to see... This was like a year ago that this happened to you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, it, and I notice it everywhere, whether I'm in a supermarket or... They always have the, the cheap four ninety nine. I mean, and the question... <laughs> my question always is like, who's buying these? Nobody. Like, I understand nobody. The answer... when they've got the little candy at the very end because that's an impulse buy. But nobody impulse buys movies. Correct. So, and yet they're there. So there must be some sort of marketplace. Today we are going to enter that market. Yes. Because we're going to buy one of them. And we're going to watch it. And I don't know what to expect. What do we do if there's something we don't like? If, if there's, there's nothing, nothing, if there's we nothing like. we like. If there's nothing we want to see, the next level would be something we should see. Okay. If there's nothing we want to see and there's nothing we should see, then we aim for the worst possible thing. Okay. Cool. Right? And we try to stomach it. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. What? Anything you're expecting to see in there? Um. I feel like there's gonna be a Seth Rogen movie. Yeah. Specifically that one with him and what's her name? Singer Barbara Streisand. Oh yeah. <laughs> I Where specifically think we're gonna see that movie. I think we're gonna also see some holiday movies. We're definitely gonna see holiday movies. There's definitely <laughs> Christmas movies. We're definitely gonna see. Like American Pie band camp late installments. One of the not like none of the canon. No, there might even be a holiday one like Band Camp <laughs> Christmas. In fact, I think we're gonna if the movie Band Camp Christmas exists, I think we're about to find it. And I think 
I feel like there's going to be a Garfield move, Garfield of some sort. Oh, yeah. I feel like he's the perfect kind of thing to just sit on the shelf to attract people. You know what there's definitely going to be? What? There's definitely going to be animated sequels where they don't have the original voice actors. If you know you, yeah, I mean? I mean, if you're if you've got uh, if you've got liquor at home and you want to do some sort of uh, drinking game, yeah. it's like just say if you, if any any of those things happens, we'll shout it out yeah. and we'll say drink. Yeah, great. And that's your signal to drink. Okay. We probably won't shout because we're going to be in a, a place of business. Yeah, we. But we'll whisper. We'll say drink. <laughs> All right, let's, we're going to enter. All right, here we go. All right. By the way, it's uh. 100 degrees supposed to be in Echo Park today. Yeah. So it's actually perfect to actually just see a movie indoors with the AC on. Yeah, that's true. Okay, we're entering. Oh, great, glorious. Right up front. This air conditioner right is up so front. good. Oh, we got that oh, right shit. here. Okay, so we do have, immediately first, we do have movies that are just in sleeves. Oh, just in sleeves, and those are $2.99. I'm that's liking the, the selection already. There's a lot The first here. thing that caught my eye was Anchorman, Anchorman 2, The Legend which I, Continues. Which we saw together already. Yeah. You like the extended cut. Yeah, and this is and not the extended. we just said we weren't going to find any Oh, we don't features. have Blu-rays, too, and there's a bunch of Blu-rays. So. Oh, yeah. The Incredible Bird um, Just to stuff. give you as a visual, it's the first, the first aisle as you walk in next to the cleaning supplies and the gift cards. And it's just sitting up there, and this big yellow sign will post on it. says, the value movies. And we will be the judge of that. So the, uh, so the sleeve movies, oh, are, the sleeve they movies are, are value movies. No, no, they're not. Some of these yellow ones are. Oh, the blue ones are Blu-ray, the yellow ones and are And look at Blu-rays. that. So, and also, they're $2.99 versus the $4.99. So we are, the, the cost of a plastic case, yeah. we're saving. They're big savings. $2 for, for that plastic case. Yeah. Oh. Michael Moore, Capitalism, A Love Story. That sounds like it's a sarcastic, sarcastic title. title. I want to say we have our first contender for a movie we should watch. If we can't find anything we want to watch. Okay. I would definitely go with that. Right? Oh, Nebraska, we should see this. Let's pull this way. This is with okay. um, Will Forte, like in a serious role. Oh, yeah. Oh, Black I want to see that. Yeah, that's a great... That's a good value. That's, yeah. I would love to see Nebraska. Yeah, me too. Letters from Iwo Jima. And Sounds like homework. <laughs> oh, the Bob I'm Dylan movie. Bob Dylan with Kate... Kate Blanchett. Blanchett or Winslet? Blanchett. How do you Who know? We, because she's classier. Um, Volver. Volver. With Volver? Uh, yeah, I think it's French. The infinitive. I think it's Spanish. It's Penelope Cruz. So let's give this land to Spanish. Okay. I'm going to say Volver. The I don't think it's Volver. The, vo- the infinitive of to return. The Trip with uh, Steve Coogan. Yeah. And another British looking This is dude. one of those movies that Netflix has been make, trying to make me watch forever, so I don't think we need the DVD. Yeah, my expression is similar to what Steve Coogan's face is in this <laughs> Goal 2. Living the dream. I. That's our first contender for worst movie. Let's probably. pull it aside. Okay. So that's the the treasure hunt section. So what we got from the treasure hunt section was Nebraska. Love it. With Will Forte. I'm not there. The Bob Dylan movie. Let's put this back. I don't want to watch this. Uh, yeah, I don't want to either. <laughs> I don't want to either. Uh, Volver. I don't want to watch Volver. So let's put it back. And then um, Goal Two: Living the Dream. I would have. I mean the. We have to just keep it in the running. Yeah, I grabbed it because it looks like it's the worst movie. Okay. We know nothing about it. All right, where to next? Um, that completes. Let's, start, let's go over here. Okay. So, yeah, now these are the ones that are actually in cases. First thing that jumps out to me is RoboCop 2014. Mm. No. 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 Uh, one of the. Okay, so we didn't find an American Pie franchise, but we found 
one of the non-Jason Statham transporter sequels. <laughs> the transporter refueled. Which looks gnarly, but I don't know if I want to see it. I don't know if... Should it's we pull it? Probably pretty bad. No, we don't want to see it. Um, now, if we're feeling saucy and want to go up to $6.99, we could, see <laughs> the li we could purchase the Leading Ladies con Collection. Volume 2. How many movies is this? Uh, is this five movies? This is five movies for the price of $7. Um, <laughs> I don't recognize any of these ladies. Uh, oh, wait. Diane Keaton and Candace Bergen. I know that lady. There's no way we're seeing this. No. Oh, here we go. We have Romantic Favorites Movie Marathon Collection. This is volume one or two? Uh, one. We've got Along Came Polly, The Wedding Date, Intoler Intolerable Cruelty, The Story of Us, and Wimbledon. I've seen the first Wedding three. Date, if you remember, was I Steve Dave's day. movie he thought he would hate, but ended up liking. And then we came back to my and apartment. You had two and I have two copies yeah. of it. And it's so got there's either no... Dylan McDermott or Dermot Moroni. So the reason to buy this would be for Along Came Polly, right? I've seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh. But I'm not in in interested. Yeah, with um, us. We've got another five film Ooh, collection. Hell yeah. This one is Romance. Wait, what was the one before? Oh, the one before was Romantic Favorites. And, and this, this one is just called Romance. The five film collection. Um, we've got that? Philadelphia Story, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Splendor in the Grass, You've Got Mail, Knights in Rodanth. Which is funny because there's a Blu-ray copy of Knights of Rodanth over there. <laughs> um, we don't want to see these movies. Nope. One more five film. Oh, we're in the five film collection. Yeah. Wait, this, this looks like the same... We found the same DVD. Two different covers. This is much better branding. This is way better. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, we should we pull this aside. Okay. So. We've got The Internship, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. It's the spiritual, and it's unrated. It's the spiritual sequel to Wedding Crashers. Not to be confused with The Intern with Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. No. Oh shit, check a look at this. This five film collection's got real actual honest to goodness classics on it. Um, they're all Best Picture winners. Miss Miniver, Mrs. Miniver from 1942, An American in Paris, 1951, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is fucking awesome. Driving Miss Daisy, which I've never seen, and The Departed, said in the Boston accent. Wow, from five different decades. Um, For six ninety. The only one this I would is great value. I would. You know me, and I want to see all the Best Picture movies. Yeah. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy seems like a. English I saw it as a kid. It doesn't seem like it beats any of these other ones. I don't think it beats the internship. Thus, thus is the problem. All right, we've got uh, Galifianakis double feature. We've got the campaign, with Will Ferrell, which and I saw, which is great. I've never seen it. The due date, which is with Downey Jr. and uh, Galifianakis. It had a great movie. trailer. I never saw the movie. Oh, and it's also got a free. Got a free so it's ticket. Got a for a free ticket to a movie that came out a year and a half ago. <laughs> That's not gonna um, be I would say do that. Let's pull this aside. Okay. So to be clear, we pulled aside the internship and due date, and we left behind five best picture nominees. Another cover. Well, okay, so we got another cover comparison of RoboCops. Oh yeah. Which one is more likely to yeah. sell you? Okay. I like that. I'm gonna give this one because it has the tag. Tagline. Uh, the tagline, Crime Has a New Enemy. Is Crime Has a New Enemy a good tagline, though? No. So. But that it's there, I'm into it. Okay. All right. This is more exhausting than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, especially the four, the four packs. Uh, Here's what I'm thinking. We're going to watch one movie today. Yeah. So these value packs are not a value for us. Correct. Right? Like, we want to... We want to just find one single movie. Um, War film pack. 
Okay, so new rule, we're gonna skip all of the double features. Pure Country 2, the gift. gift. Fame led her away. Faith. It's, it's from the director of Pure Country. <laughs> That's fame, their selling point. Fame led her away. Faith will bring her back home. Good tagline. Yeah. I don't even remember this Vince Vaughn movie coming out. So far, I think when you said Seth Rogen, what you meant was Vince Vaughn. We've seen a lot of Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is all over the place. Um, I like the tagline, you're never quite ready for what life delivers. Oh, Chris Pratt's in it. Oh. Oh, the story about Benghazi, starring Jim from The Office. Hard Pass, $9.99. Oh, this is a really classic shitty action movie. Oh, yeah. Night and Day. Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz, night spelled with a K. Night and day. One of those movies where you can tell they named their characters' last names based on a pun that they read, wanted their movie to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the description. Big screen superstars Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz come together in this fun action-packed thrill ride that will keep you on the edge of your seat. When a small town girl named June It's probably June night or June day. Meets a mysterious stranger. She thinks she's found the man of her dreams, but she soon discovers he's a fugitive super spy who thrusts her into a thrilling cat and mouse chase that spans the globe. So the bullets and sparks fly. June must decide if her quote-unquote knight uh. in shining armor is a dangerous traitor or the love of her life. Um, this I have a theory, which is that when you see movie and actors go on ESPN to promote something, the movie's going to be utter horseshit because yeah. they're getting desperate. And you've got a bunch of examples. Uh, the Love Guru, <laughs> night and day. And I, since I was working at ESPN then, they said that they had to sneak Tom Cruise up through a secret elevator shaft. Oh, we've got New Year's Eve, holiday movie. New Year's Eve, <laughs> in the spirit of Love Actually, where they just try to churn out. Yeah, there's like 20 stars to this Who's movie. the most unlikely actor in this ensemble? Seth Meyers. Nope, there he is. John Bon Jovi. <laughs> John. I didn't realize that he was an actor. I guess we'll have to watch the movie to find out. Have you seen that? I've never seen New Year's Day, but I hate the holiday. Eve, the I prequel. hate the holiday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, the last movie we've got is an awesome, shitty classic. The movie Jumper with Hayden Christian Anderson. Anakin's Hayden Christensen? Hayden Christensen. Hans Christian Anderson Han? is a poet, I think. <laughs> I don't know. You wrote Twisted like, Children's Stories from Denmark? I've been known to be called a poet in my time. Let me read this description, because I don't know what this is actually about. David Rice is a young man who knows no boundaries. Mm. A jumper. Born with the uncanny ability... Do you think the third eye blind song is in this? <laughs> it would be a huge missed opportunity. That should be the, the climax as he's up on the top of a building. Or a pyramid. Uh, will be born with the uncanny ability to teleport instantly to any place on Earth like Nightcrawler. I added that part. <laughs> when he discovers others like himself, David is thrust into the midst of an ancient war while being hunted by a bloodthirsty band of zealots sworn to destroy all jumpers. Jumper? Now, I hardly know her. Now, David's extraordinary gift may be his only hope for survival. It sounds like it is his only hope for survival. I, I don't it, think they need a maybe there. I, no, and I don't think that that's a really helpful power to fight in an ancient war. No. Um, that We've done it. The rest are Blu-rays, which we don't have I a Blu-ray Blu player. player. I never had a Blu-ray player. I okay. So I we, don't know the difference between Blu-ray and Laserdisc. We established that recently. I'm, I'm very happy with our selection. Me too. Should um, we, do you want to, we've got four. Normally we narrow things down to three as contenders. 
So Are you counting should... the double features too? No, I'm counting it as one because oh. I already saw the campaign. Um, so I'm counting this as being due date. Okay. For $4.99, we could see due date or the internship, which are kind of the same movie. Or for $2.99, we could see Nebraska or Goal 2, Living the Dream. I've heard such... I... Let's get rid of Gold 2. I don't want... I mean, I have no idea what that fucking movie is. Yeah. Or... And usually you like the, the Airheads mystery flavor. But not today. I'm putting it back. It's just like, it's so tantalizing. There's... They felt like they had to make a second one. So, it seems very clear from these three. Nebraska is the, the cheapest and probably the best movie. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, Should we consult Rotten Tomatoes right now? No. No need. No. Seven Eleven. I don't think the people at Seven Eleven would want want us to. That we put so much work <laughs> in. Um, I think I. What do you? Okay, so let's. We're, let's. Nebraska makes the final cut, and we'll cut out one of these com- comics. Okay. Yeah. Um. This is internship is probably worse. It's probably terrible. Yeah, um, I agree. Because you know what? When is Robert Downey Jr. bad? Never. But when is and he's great. Owen always Wilson do a good or Vince Vaughn bad in these kind of movies. In these kind of movies. <laughs> okay, this let's is cut probably it. terrible. Even I mean, the unrated version is probably a little better, but I don't think we need it. I think we've got due date, which comes with a bonus disc of the campaign, or Nebraska, which doesn't even have a sleeve. Is one of these <laughs> treasure hunt. DVDs okay. just in this just cardboard. I will never see Nebraska. I will probably never want to watch it. Like, and if I've heard it's it good. Right and I, so I guess this depends on how do you feel about Will Forte? Love him. I've ever since Last Man on Earth, I've started to love him. Me too. Well. Now when I see him in things other than Last Man on Earth, I still love him. How do you feel about MacGruber? Most underrated SNL. I love movie it too. And. He is, I mean, I didn't like him on SNL, and he's only gotten better. He's gotten better. better. So I feel like, like, we should champion him. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should get Nebraska. Okay. I think this is the way to do it. I can't believe we ended up going with the bootleg sleeveless <laughs> one. It's perfect. Um, and we're not doing it to cheap out. We're doing it because no. we genuinely want to see. Out of all these movies, yeah. this, this is, is the only one we want to see the most. Due date. It'll still be here if okay. we if we change our mind. Nobody's buying this. So just to recap, what's the, the, the best value we saw? Is it this along came? No, it was probably the Oscar, the five the Oscar five winners. Oscars. The best, so the best quality. Yeah, for sure. That was good. But okay. we're going with Will Forte's Nebraska. What are the chances that this DVD is scratched? Oh, uh, well. Twenty percent. Okay. Uh. I mean, like, part of the treasure hunt, right? Sometimes it's very treasure, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's... Movies you buy, previously viewed. Uh, I was surprised that no one really bothered us, and they kind of went off without a hitch. No one was oh, really yeah. eyeing us up. No, no one cares. And it just looked like me and you talking. We just decided we spent a half hour just saying what we were going Thank you. We are the newest owners of Nebraska, the DVD. So you told the sheriff that you were walking to Nebraska. That's right. To get my million dollars. This.
This is Woody Grant. We are now authorized to pay $1 million to Woodrow T. Grant of Billings, Montana. This is his son. You didn't win anything. It's a complete scam. So you got to stop this, okay? I'm running out of time. This is his wife. I never knew the son of a bitch even wanted to be a millionaire. He should have thought about that years ago and worked for it. How much longer is he going to be around? What's the harm in letting him have his little fantasy for just a couple more days? This is his family. Woody here's the talk of the town. Why didn't you tell us you was rich, Woody? David said not to. You got it on you. Yeah, we sure would like to see what a million dollars looks like. And this is the problem. God damn, Woody grabs a millionaire! The crown is on Woody! If Woody hit it rich and I don't see any of it, that would be wrong. Are you threatening my family? Everybody's saying how Woody grants a millionaire. That's no big deal. No big deal? Jeez. Million here, a million there. Well, the newspaper's gonna do a big write-up on you. Honestly, right? Woody didn't win anything. You're a damn liar. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Come on. Have a beer with your old man. Be somebody. We're back. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was different. <laughs> a lot of things were different about today. Some things our listeners already know. What they don't know is that because of the extreme heat wave, we are in my office. So we watched that whole thing. And also because I don't have a DVD player. I brought my TV into the office, yep. plugged the computer into the TV, and brought in an air conditioner and a couple fans. And um, so we've never watched a, a movie in here before. Here's something else. We got to scratch our black and white movie itch, and you didn't know it was going to be in black and I white. I didn't know. In fact, the movie opened, and I said, is this in black and white? And you said, yes. And the first note I wrote was, Alex withheld information from me when we were making our decision at 7-Eleven. Well, I mean... We should start there because you don't want to be, you never want to be spoiled by any detail. And the black and white one seems pretty significant. And like, just in terms of like, as we watched it, what impact does it have on what's like an otherwise, you know, pretty straightforward movie? Like, yeah, I, that's I have interesting. Some th- I have some thoughts on it. I was thinking about that. Like, if we could like toggle back and forth. My eyes adjusted. I would say probably 20 minutes into it, I wasn't thinking of it as a black and white movie anymore. Okay. Um, let's recap it. Great. Nebraska. Nebraska. Nebraska is about the Grant family. Woody Grant yep. and his son, Dave. Dave Grant. Yep. Uh, Woody, his father, who's probably in his late 70s, early 80s, we quickly learn that he is not well, has some baggage, uh, a heavy drinker, and wants to go to Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, to collect a millionaire, what he thinks is a millionaire's check, a, a publisher's clearinghouse type thing, yeah. which right off the bat is debunked as fake by his son. It's a total, it's one of those magazine scams. It's bullshit. We've all seen him before, but he doesn't know. And the movie is about Will Forte as David, his son, taking him to Nebraska with a major stopover in his old hometown, uh, his father's hometown. He meets people from his past, and as they find out, as they think they find out that he's a millionaire, they want things from him. 
And as they find out that he's not a millionaire, they don't want anything to do with him. It doesn't immediately feel like a father-son movie. And then by the end, you're like, aha, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I loved it. I loved it. I enjoyed it very much. Um, when we were watching the trailer after we turned it off, we started to see, oh, directed by, from the guys who brought you... Sideways. And The Descendants. I didn't see The Descendants. Uh, George Clooney, I did see it. Mm. Um, and Election. Alexander Payne is the director of this Oh, movie. okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Election, and then a movie called About Schmidt, which... I was, Jack Nicholson. N- Nicholson. I didn't see it, but it Me was... Me um, He had the similar bad hair that this guy had. He did, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, very so like a pedigree. And I, I mean... Yeah. All of those movies, Sideways, Nebraska, Descendants, all nominated for Best Picture. He never won, but uh, this movie in particular... Like, so he's got a pedigree. His this movies, was nominated for Best Picture? It was. It was That's lost crazy. out to 12 Years a Slave in 2014. Hmm. Um, it had six nominations. Uh, Best Actor, Supporting wow. Actress, so Bruce Dern, who played Woody. Yeah. June Squibb, who played his wife. Uh-huh. Uh, Best Cinematography, kind of obviously. Yeah. Um, directing. Hmm. And original screenplay. And it lost out to all those things. Uh, I think her beat it out. and She beat it out. Her. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, kind of under the radar, a guy who's been making hit movies. And all of his budgets are like about $20 million. They all make money. This one yeah. doubled its set. It was about $12 million and made mm-hmm. about twenty seven. But he makes profitable movies, Alexander Payne. Will's, Will Forte's... That was the hook, right? And that was sort of the big thing, right? Like the only thing I knew about it was it was Will Forte in a dramatic role. In a dramatic role, and so that was enough for me to that was enough for it to beat out the intern. If he was billed by his real name, Ship. which is Orville Willis Forte the Fourth, probably would have given him a little more street cred with this movie too. Definitely, um, <laughs> Orville. Orville. That's great. Willis. That's really good. That's a really good name. The Fourth. Yeah. Um. Woodrow Grant is a really good name. Very presidential. They just took two presidents and just <laughs> smashed them together. I'd like to give out the annual Louis Anderson Award. I don't know if you noticed. During the credits? During the credits, yeah. Odenkirk? Yeah. When Odenkirk went on, I went, huh. <laughs> I forgot that he was in this too. Um, but in the trivia, they said that Cranston had a, uh, auditioned for the role. He just wasn't right. But that Odenkirk got weird. Cranston's have- role? No, he had a he had auditioned for Will Forte's role. Oh, wouldn't that have been a totally different movie? Yeah, he feels. Yeah, that doesn't feel right. So, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the, just black and white, or do you want to go into? I don't have much to say about the black and whiteness. Well, so I was thinking about how I wanted to. Yeah. Essentially, when you remove color, you're just it, you're almost removing a, like a clutterous aspect because everything that comes into focus is just the shapes. Like, mm. essentially, it's the same thing as turning off the air conditioner here. Like, the white noise <laughs> is gone, so you have to right. focus on... That's why everything kind of, like, looks better and more minimal. Or, I mean, just mm. cleaner, because it's an absence of color. So, right. I think the my take on the, the reason to remove the color was to emphasize the very sort of basic story here. Totally. Um, just to mirror that, in a way. It also, you know, it gives it a timeless kind of feel... I wrote here that you could never tell what time of day it was. Yeah. Yeah, time of day and also time of, of uh, you, you know, what era it's from. And it reminded me a little bit of what our uh, senior year of high school photography teacher told us, Mr. Z. We took photography class and it was all black and white photography. Yeah. He basically had this point about how black and white 
like doesn't exist in the real world. And when you're taking color photographs, there's a tendency just to try to capture what you're seeing with your eyes. But once you go to black and white, you're capturing something that you can't see only with your eyes. You're creating something new. Correct. That's so cool. that, oh, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It, it It's a aesthetic look because of like, the way movies were forced to be made back right. in the day. Totally. Um, in fact, like this one started with the old Paramount logo. I couldn't find on yeah. my internet research. I couldn't find any rationale or reasoning for it. But um, it's classy. Had to have been saying something. Yeah. Speaking of Bob Odenkirk, I have a, a philosophical question. Whose career would you rather have, Bob Odenkirk's or David Cross's? Okay, this is the Mister Show thing. Tandem. That's a really good question. They've both done a lot. They've both done a lot of different things. It's hard to say. I don't know which one of them is more famous. I don't know. Like, because for me, Arrested Development is the the pinnacle. It's the top of everything. But I also realize that Breaking Bad is people consider the greatest show ever. So you've got basically the greatest drama ever and the greatest comedy um, ever. I feel like, and I, I really hope I'm not fucking this up, but like Odenkirk wrote a lot, has written a lot more and mm. was a part of a lot more writing, mm-hmm. important writing troops. And like, so I think his pedigree as like just a creative right. might be a little bit more well-rounded. I think, I mean, he was on SNL too. He like for one brief stint, mm. um, him and Forte both in, in SNL. Actually, I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, Odenkirk because of the franchise aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being in a franchise with the Breaking Bad yeah. and Breda Call Saul sort of like yeah. puts it in a higher class. And yet he didn't. He did it kind of his way. He didn't really do anything different. So right. that, that makes any sense. Which sucks because I love, I prefer Tobias. Sure. And I that's mean, it. Cause that, but that's yeah. really what it comes down to is like I just prefer Tobias. He makes me laugh more. David Cross makes me laugh more. Mm-hmm. Just straight up. So here's a philosophical question. Yeah. Forte's dramatic, quote, air quotes, dramatic yeah. turn. Yeah. Was it overblown? Did he really? He didn't do a lot. He did. I was going to say, it felt like he did a lot less than maybe we were both led to believe. Yeah, which I like. I mean, he he felt like a very believable character. A very believable vessel, right? Yeah. Um, would this movie have been any better or worse if Paul Rudd was in this role? Worse? I feel like it might have been a little worse. Like, there's something... So, like, yes, this is shot in black and white. Yes, it took place in, like, a sort of very boring locales. Yeah. But, like, that music kind of... It had a pulse the whole Mm -hmm. time through, which sort of went counter to the black and white, like, sort of stuffy aesthetic, which was nice. Yeah. Because you were sort of presented with these two conflicting things. A very minimalist story and scenery, but, like, a kind of snappy pulse and sort of like a, a a comedic lead actor um i think he brought something but i don't think i don't know if he was asked to do a ton yeah he he didn't have like he didn't cry you know he didn't have that that classic scene where the where the where the main actor is like really emoting yeah you know well the, so to me the moment in this movie that made me really like it and start to like it everything started to click for me will forte who's sort of on his own personal quest to connect with his dad has this one small moment where they go back to their hometown and he lets his father drive his father doesn't have a license and he lets his father get a a dignified moment yeah where and where he's the final scene of the the final scene yeah 
And that's the father-son connecting thing. And there is a like a, a moment in Forte's sort of like eyes where he's cr- literally crouched in the front seat and he realizes he's able to give his dad something. I call it like the big fish moment. Right. Because it's the moment where totally. the father and son are connecting. Yeah. There's a lot of fantasy at play. And the music's going, the, the motif that plays through yep. the entire movie. And he kind of – he, he owned it a little bit, even though he didn't have to do much. And uh, that really worked for me. I Interesting. Know. I didn't like that at all. You didn't like it at all? No. I was – I thought that the movie went on five minutes too long uh, or ten minutes too long. There was a scene when they finally get to Lincoln and they finally get to the place where the bullshit sweepstakes is – and he presents them the car and she says, sorry, your number's not a winner. And then the dad gets this stupid hat and the dad leaves. And Will Forte has this moment with the, the clerk there, the lady who's working there. And he says, does this happen a lot? And she says, yeah, you know, old sort of confused people like your dad. And she says, you know, does he have Alzheimer's? And Will Forte says, no, he just believes people when they tell him things. And uh, to me, that was the most beautiful summation of the whole movie. And I just wanted it to end there. Okay. Because what I got from the movie was like, this guy takes people at their word. He holds people to their word. And he's he's in this time now where people don't always hold to their word. And I thought that was just such a sad thing and beautiful. And then he goes and he buys him the truck and he buys him everything he wanted. And the the last part, I, it didn't ruin the movie for no. me, but I didn't, I didn't need any of that stuff. Okay. To me, that felt like an epilogue. Like a, a a a way to wrap. Well, because it up. like here's the thing, they don't hug. There's no love no. exchanged. So that's kind of what I liked about it being a moment that was still true to both of their characters and the whole sure. trip they yeah. took. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was kind of like appropriate, like especially because it's such a small, stupid thing. It was literally like if I just yeah. said like like if I said like here's here's the finale of this movie. I'm like I'm pitching this movie. The finale yeah. is a father is going to drive a two like a two miles down the road and wave at his old thing. Like it would sound really ludicrous and kind of yeah. stupid. And, but you have to go through that whole first 80 minutes to sort of get totally pay off. I don't know. Uh, it didn't make me cry, but I started to kind of realize like these guys don't have like a traditional love, love relationship. Right. They right. didn't have one throughout the entire movie. And yeah, it was just like a, I'm going to still try to give you some dignity in this and I, I i i like maybe, no i like that yeah i don't know because even the, the the moment that like at the very end when they're parked on the side when they switch back they in switch places back. there's no acknowledgement of what happened <laughs> right they just switch places yeah and i like that i like that shot and i, I mean i didn't hate the five minutes before that but to yeah. me the movie ended earlier like my my investment ended earlier mm. Um, I loved how prominently his Subaru Legacy Outback played a role in the movie. That was my yeah, car in college. It's mentioned. They talk uh, about it a lot. Great car. <laughs> All-wheel drive. It was strange to see it featured so prominently. I um, noticed something early on. So Will Forte's character is like an audio salesman, like one of those guys who works at Best Buy. Yes. And he's got the polo shirt tucked into the khaki pants. Why is that such a thing? For like that type of for that sales type role? of salesman, it's always polo shirt. Like, did Best Buy start that? Were they emulating mm. it because it was a thing? Why not button down shirts? Right. Was it like the type of business casual for the Best Buy era that just got stuck? Just That's a great stayed. question. 
It's country club, right? It's a little country club. It's a little country club, but it, they're not pink polos. I don't have much else to say about it. No, it's, it's a good observation. Uh, we should talk about the prophecy that came true, which was, I said, what are the chances that this DVD is scratched? Uh, it wasn't scratched, but 54 minutes in, it froze, and it said <laughs> skipping over damaged area. It didn't skip, it just froze. We took it out and realized that there was like a sticker that was stuck to the play side of it, like a little bit of an end of a sticker that I scratched off with my fingernails and I put in and we watched the second half of the movie. Um, were you any remorse for passing up on due date? No. No. I mean, we would have gotten more laughs in due date, but there were a good amount of, there was like good dry humor in this and the emotion was real. It was very authentic. Yeah. The, uh, you don't, I feel like this movie treated old people really well. A lot of the time movies don't really give them their due, but there was good like elderly dialogue, like the way that people in their 80s talk to each other. Also a lot of love for local Nebraskans in burgeoning yes. acting careers. So um, we got a good bargain. We got a great bargain. Um, we both saw yeah, movies that, that would have been in our queues. Yeah. I would have added yeah, this to my totally. queue and probably ignored it. Totally. Um, if it were on Netflix, I think I'd give it a thumbs up. Yep. Same. Since it's not on Netflix, I don't know what to do with this DVD I have now. I don't want it on my shelf. So because it has no case, it has it no case. I'm not going to watch it again. But can I, we? It looks almost like a Netflix envelope. Maybe we could just mail it back, back to, to Netflix. Netflix. We could try that. Whatever we do, I'm going to figure out a way to get rid of this DVD. And when I do, I'll be one step closer to clearing, clearing your queue. That was Clearing the Queue. If you have heard anything you like or know that we were just dead wrong about... You can email us at uh, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. Q is spelled Q-U-E-U-E. That's a tough one. And if your thoughts are funny, we'll read it on air. Follow us on Twitter at CTQ Podcast, Instagram at clearingthequeue, facebook.com slash clearingthequeue. Subscribe on iTunes? Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. 